Welcome Queen, my name is Ezra and I am the host of She Is Ezra, the podcast. In this podcast, I am bringing to you all things spirituality, personal development, love and business. From the bottom of my heart to yours, I thank you for taking this journey with me today. Let's dive in. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and pay my deepest respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge that this is and will always be sacred dark and young land. Hello my loves, I hope that you are having the most wonderful day and if your day is just starting, set the intention that you are going to have a beautiful day, however that may look to you. I am personally so excited about today because after I have recorded this podcast, I have penciled in some rest and relaxation for myself. And yes, I actually do have to pencil in time to rest because I simply do not do it on my own accord. Unless, of course, I am going to sleep, but even then I usually am so reluctant to go to bed. I'm going to spend my time reading while resting and I may even watch some TV. I don't know about you, but I struggle to watch TV and stay concentrated. I am always looking at my phone, going and making a cup of tea, going and checking something. Like I can never sit still and watch a movie ever unless it's something that's really capturing my imagination. But also I should say too, I try not to watch TV or movies because I actually worry that my subconscious mind is being programmed in really weird ways. Like if I'm watching a thriller or something like that, I'm thinking, oh gosh, this cannot be good for my subconscious. But this conversation is actually for another podcast because today I am yet again going to be unpacking a written submission from one of the goddesses who follows me on Instagram. This submission I think is really relevant and I think that a lot of people regardless of the way that they could apply it to their life I think that it will be relevant to most people. So buckle in guys because this one is a good one. So let's dive straight into it and start unpacking this week's submission. This is what was written into me that I shall be sharing with you guys today. I've been riding horses since I was very young, and I was pretty good at it without trying to sing my own praises. But the last couple of years, I feel a lack of confidence. I've tried to work through it, but sometimes it's like a mental handbrake and just won't let me go. But I have had some other great days, which tells me that I'm not just scared or not good anymore. It's still in there. I just can't let off the anchor and dive in now. I keep thinking, oh, I'm just older now, so I'm a bit more conservative. But I don't like that attitude and I'm not happy with that 
as an answer? I love this question and I've thought long and hard about the way in which that I, you know, go about answering it. And I think to start with, a main theme I believe is confidence. Now, confidence is something that can mean the difference between living your life to the fullest and not so much. If we lack confidence, whether it be horse riding or something else, like lacking confidence in a relationship or at work or anything, it can be very demotivating and can prevent us from pursuing what we truly love in life or in anything. In relation to this written submission, it seems to me like there was a turning point for this goddess. It is clear that up until a few years ago, horse riding brought her a lot of joy and she felt in her power while doing it. So when I say turning point, it could actually have been more than one moment in time or factor that has prevented her from feeling confident when horse riding or even just pushing herself to her limits. To help me really unpack my thoughts around this and to help me to expand my response, I would like to take you back to 2015 when I was in year 12 at high school. I went to a mainstream public school where I had a small group of friends and by this time I had really found my feet at school. Up until year 11, I really, really struggled. I really struggled with friends, with bullying and things like that. But by the time year 12 had rolled around, I felt like I belonged there, which was, you know, amazing. And I actually used to arrive at 7.30 a.m. in the morning with my best friend at the time, and we would work on our art majors. And I also took advanced extension one and extension two English. So I was often taking classes after school as well. Now, I'm not saying this to come from a place of, you know, bragging or anything like that, but you know, I was someone who really prided myself. I was very, very confident in my work. Everything that I did kind of came naturally to me. So usually I would be getting between 85% and 100% for my work. And I felt like a real competitive edge with a couple of my peers, but it really came from a place of just wanting to be the best and wanting to be perfect. And, you know, in year 11 and 12, of course, you can choose the subjects that, you know, you're really good at. And so I let go of a lot of subjects like maths and science that I was never really good at. And I just felt like, you know, I was in my creative flow doing art and drama. And then I had my English, which I felt that I could really express myself through. And I was just, I've always been a high achiever, but I think that you know, at this time in my life, I was definitely at one of my peaks. Now, as I mentioned before, I just had this like feeling of really wanting to be perfect. And only recently through a lot of self-reflection and healing, have I let a lot of that go. However, back in year 12, I was hot on perfection's pursuit, which of course, unbeknownst to me at the time, is completely unobtainable and unrealistic. So I got through the HSE trials and flying colours, and then 
all of a sudden, after the trials, I just burnt out. And this was, I think, the first time that I can really remember burning out. And I am prone to burnout, which is why I pencil in time to rest and things like that. Um, But I just completely switched off. I'm not sure if anyone can relate to this, but when you just get that attitude of, I'm done. I push myself to the limit. I can't do it anymore. There is no part of me that wants to do it anymore. And yeah, as I said, I'd push myself so hard to the point where I felt so much resistance to any kind of study. And I can't really explain it. My brain was just blank and I stopped caring completely. Like it wasn't even like I'm burnt out. Like I'm so upset that I can't do this and I'm not feeling passionate. Like I just did not feel anything towards it. I didn't care. I would just switched off and, you know, the rebel inside me, which I actually can't wait to explore with you guys in later podcasts, but the rebel inside me had kicked in and I just did not want a bar of my study. My poor mother, <laughs> honestly, I feel for her because she just wanted me to do so well and I just threw my hands in the air and went partying anyway. However, I was fortunate enough to get into university before I got my results back. Thank goodness. And so in 2016, I embarked on what now has become a seven-year journey to complete a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Laws at Macquarie University in Sydney. So my point in telling you this is that when I went to university, I went from being a highly competitive, studious student in the classroom where I would answer questions, join into debates and just be an active participant. So I went from that to losing all of my confidence completely. Suddenly, I was surrounded by other law students who were the creme de la creme of their schools. And I just became a mute. I really did. I just could not speak for the life of me. And unfortunately for me, at my university, we are marked on active participation. And I cannot tell you how much I avoided it. I avoided it to the point where I would just not actually go to class at all. What? What was going on? Was this the same person It certainly didn't seem like it at the time. So there was such a contrast from, um, you know, me being so confident, so sure of myself, so proud of my work and my marks to just honestly feeling so terrified at the thought of having to speak in front of my peers. This went on for years. And when I say years, I mean six and a half years, up until late last year. But before I discuss how I turn my confidence around, it's important for me to point out why I lost all my confidence. The reasons that I have discerned during reflection were a number of things. Firstly, I didn't do as much work as the other students did, and I knew it. I was incredibly complacent at school, even though I did well, but that was because I took subjects I didn't have to study very hard for. 
And yes, I was studious, you know, I did all my assignments, I did most of my readings, I always turned up, I loved what I was doing, I was very enrolled in it, but I didn't challenge myself by doing subjects that I had to put in a lot more work for. I played to my natural ability and worked out the easiest way to study to get the best marks. So essentially, I really am a self proclaimed lazy academic. So I wasn't doing as much work as I said as my peers and I think it, I found it really hard because I actually had to study to get the good marks. You know I was in completely unknown territory. I was having to learn a lot of concepts and principles and for anyone else who's been to university and if anyone else has ever studied law, it, it's a lot of reading. It's actually very, very, very hard to get through it all and I still to this day struggle. But the work, so back in 2016 when I just started my study, when in relation to the work that I did actually do for uni, I had this crippling fear that I wasn't going to be right because I believed that I wasn't as smart as the other students. I would observe the way that they would articulate their ideas, pull random facts or precedent out of thin air that would assist their argument because, and those who study law will know this, you simply can't just answer a question. So remember at school and the teacher would say, okay, class, what is the answer to this? And someone would put their hand up and say, the answer is this. Now that's all well and good for at school, but when you're studying law, you actually have to be able to cite the case law or statute that gave you that answer. So what I mean by that is if I was going to say, oh, oh, it's actually really hard to explain in simple terms, but basically you have to have evidence for what you're saying. And if you just say it without the evidence, it doesn't count. Like you have to have a lot of support to your claims um, and your reasoning and stuff like that. So it became very, very difficult. And so I formed a limiting belief that I simply wasn't smart enough. And when I say this out loud, it sounds absolutely ridiculous because who cares, right? I mean, who cares about, you know, if your answer's not right in class and someone else corrects you. But at the time, I just cared so much and my desire to be perfect kept me from opening my mouth for most of my study. So you can now see that it was a lot of things that made me feel not confident at university. You can see that it was a challenge plus fear plus comparison, plus a limiting belief that prevented me from being confident. Now, I would like to fast forward to November 2022. Oh, November 2021, sorry, that's in the future. In November 2022 this year, I will be finished, thank goodness, <laughs> and this can all be history. Um, but 
Back in November last year, I was sitting in front of my computer, sweating bullets at the prospect of the assessment task that I had to complete. I literally wanted to run away and never be seen again. And I really do mean that. I had to appear in front of a mock parliamentary inquiry where I had to be interrogated over my submission. So basically, I had to go on Zoom in front of a couple of my tutors and I'd previously written a 3,000 word essay and they were going to interrogate me and ask me questions about what I had written live on Zoom. And I honestly thought I was going to pass out because I had had this crippling fear and lack of confidence and so much surrounded um, surrounding the fact that I just did not like the thought of speaking in front of, I guess, highly educated people. And I nearly gave up. I thought to myself, do I have enough marks in other areas of the unit just to skip this part? But at this point in time, I had actually done so much work around my confidence with study. Um, and I actually had done the work for this assignment. So I just really pulled myself in and said, I sat down and I sat there and I said to myself, I repeated these affirmations, I am so smart. I am so worthy of a good mark. I can speak coherently and articulate myself well. And I repeated those affirmations over and over and over again. And they drowned out all the little, you know, voices that were like, you can't do this. You should give up, blah, blah, blah. And I was so relaxed into a deep feeling of trust as well. Like by the time I said these affirmations a few times and I really drowned out those nasty little voices that tell me I can't do something. I really just trusted that my subconscious mind stores all the information I have ever been exposed to and that I have the power to access it when I need it. And what do you know? I actually blitzed it. I absolutely nailed it. And to my own shock, I got the best mark that I've ever received in all of my study. And while those affirmations played a huge role, I put my confidence and self-belief down to hypnotherapy and timeline therapy. That was what ultimately changed the way that I see myself, my ability. Um, I worked on a lot of limiting beliefs through timeline therapy where, you know, I released the belief that I wasn't smart enough. And it was amazing that I could sit there and deliver, you know, and answer questions and be confident. Like to me, that was almost impossible. And I had just done the impossible. Now, I want to take you back to horse riding, where this goddess who's written the submission into me has stated that she really feels like there is some kind of mental handbrake and something holding her back. And that's exactly how I felt. Even though it's completely different, I think that it's very, very similar in many ways. Now, I have a few questions to ask based on my own experience of losing my confidence. So number one, and by the way, these questions can be applied to anything that you have like lost confidence with or anything like that. So the first question is in relation to the horse riding question. So 
Were you relying on your natural ability when you were younger and then felt overwhelmed at the prospect of having to put more work into your writing to make it, you know, to get better? Because, you know, I was overwhelmed at the thought of the work that I had to put in. So it's almost like that I just didn't do it. And then my confidence went further and further down. So I noticed that you said you were really, really good, but I can imagine that there would be steps that you would need to take and more training to continue to be getting better. So that's the first question. My second question is, do you feel a sense of fear when you're writing? If so, at what point does the fear come into it? So there might you might be feeling really confident doing certain things and then you get to a point and you're like, oh my goodness, no, I can't do it. So identify the point. At what point do you stop? And is it associated with the feelings of fear? My next question, which is question number three, is are you comparing yourself to other people and do you fear their judgment? You know, if you're not, maybe you're writing by yourself, but if you're not writing by yourself, are there other people that are around you? You know, sometimes if we're really good at something and there's such high expectations around us um, and we just have all these fears and pressure on us to, you know, become better or to be better or to maintain a certain standard, it can really hinder our performance in any area of life. So that's also something to consider. Now, the last question, uh, number four, or sorry, no, the second last question is, what are your beliefs around your ability to ride? Do you believe that you are, cap- are as capable as you used to be? Now, you mentioned that you your age was a factor that came into it. So perhaps you actually have a limiting belief there. And limiting beliefs really are consuming and seriously alter the way that we participate in things in life but also in more specific things such as horse riding such as you know with me it was I'm not smart enough you know I can't do this because I'm not smart enough therefore I'm just not going to do it if I had believed the whole time that I was smart enough well I probably would have got much better participation marks so that's something to consider as well um and if they if you do have any limiting beliefs around that Um, Now, the final question is, are you trusting yourself? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself at all your training, everything you know? Because if you don't, that is also going to hinder your ability to ride. And that's with anything in life as well. If we don't trust ourselves, forget it. Now, I'm sure all of those questions have given you a lot to think about. And for anyone else who is listening, and if you can think of something in your life where you're lacking confidence, take yourself through those steps. So for me, um, what I really nutted out based on my experience was that where there was a challenge, I that's where my confidence first faltered so is it something that's is there something that's challenging you secondly is there fear around it so that is there fear around the challenge is there fear about judgment is there fear about not being good enough or disappointing yourself you know what what emotions are surrounding that challenge 
Now, plus comparison, so comparing yourself to other people, and that comes back to judging yourself and judging your own journey and not accepting that, you know, everyone is at their, going at their own pace. Now, the final thing to consider, of course, or oh, well, not the final thing, the second last thing is limiting beliefs. So, you know, what beliefs do you have about yourself? Now, we can, like, do as many affirmations as we like, but I really believe that timeline therapy is by far the best thing for limiting beliefs. Um, and the final thing to consider with lack of confidence in any area of your life is do you trust yourself? And if you don't, that's okay. It's actually very hard to trust yourself and just surrender and, you know, really feel into your not only self-belief, but the knowing that you've got this, like that is really, really hard. Um, especially if you have done it before, trusting yourself that you can do it again. Now, if any of these questions has resonated with you, then it's definitely something that we can work together to overcome using the same healing and transformative tools that I use to overcome everything everything in my life actually in the last 12 months. So I hope that that's been helpful. I really tried to dive as deep as I could then and answer in a way that made sense to me. However, whoever you ask is probably going like other healers, other um, life coaches, even psychologists. Um, no doubt you're, if you've got a horse riding teacher, they're all going to give you different answers. So that was just my interpretation of your question. So I hope that it's been helpful and thank you so much for writing into me. I appreciate it. And for everyone else, I hope that you found that helpful and shed some light on the way to kind of process lack of confidence. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I wish you all the most wonderful and fulfilling day. If you are wanting to explore your spirituality, personal development, and your relationship with love more deeply, I invite you into my world with my arms wide open. I offer online courses, one-to-one experiences, and a membership that is literally transforming the lives of many. You can find me on Instagram at sheisezra and discover more. But for now, beautiful soul, have a wonderful day.